Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Games. As always, be sure to give us a like and follow. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram. We are at Jake Digger Show. Joining me today, we got Josh, co-founder and chief marketing officer from the Protocol Beverage Company. How are we doing, sir? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Awesome, awesome. Thank you for coming on. So before we get into it today, let the people know where they can find you at. Yeah, our socials are just Protocol Beverage. Um, website's protocolbeverage.com to find it in stores. Um, yeah. Awesome. And be sure to give them a like and follow. And if you have Protocol Beverage in your area, you can check that out. That's protocolbeverage.com. That's P-R-O-T-O-C-H-O-L beverage.com. So we had, or I had, um, a couple of your co-founders, co-workers on. This would have been last year. And I was kind of, I did want to talk about it because, so you were not present for the previous interview that we did, but I wanted to apologize um, in particular to, you know, Mitch, because I, I was horribly ill that whole fucking interview. Like, I don't remember doing it. Like, I looked back and like saw myself talking, but I had probably the worst like it was my jordan flu game it was it was a bad look and um i wanted to apologize for that but yeah we didn't have you on last time so i think it's going to be cool to talk about it now especially you know one year advance and you guys have really done a lot as far as pushing the company pushing the brand so why don't you i guess maybe talk about from your perspective what it was like you know, getting the whole business together on your end and where things are going at now. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking about back to like a year ago, that's uh, when we were just distributing in Erie. It's like, feels like a whole new mm -hmm. company up to this point. You know, we're hustling quite a big area between the two of us. Um, yeah. Our first expansion was into Pittsburgh, uh, which for context is like 10 times the size of Erie. Um, oh, yeah. No. Yeah, so those you don't know, we're in Northwest Pennsylvania, Erie, Miami, the North represent, right. and so Pittsburgh, biggest city, uh, not, I mean, I wouldn't say closest to us, but it is one of the biggest cities closest to us, uh, about two hours south here, and yeah, I mean, by comparison, you know, about 10 times as large, but yeah, I've seen you, you've been popping up in a lot of distributors down there, so. Yeah, no, so it's like, definitely our priorities have kind of been honed in with, uh, the big area and only so much time and money. Um, so that's been definitely a learning process for us. You know, we were kind of, we had the manpower and resources to hit everyone when we were just in Erie. And now it's like, you know, we only have this much time in a weekend to promote where, to, where should we, you know, station ourselves. Um, so that's been a fun process. Um, you know, we're as well as Pittsburgh, we're now in DC, Baltimore, not Baltimore, but, you know, Maryland, mm -hmm. uh, Delaware, Connecticut, and Ohio. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's fun. We have an intern in Columbus. Um, kind of nice. just, like, <laughs> just lighten it up you. for us. Right. So that's, that's a long way to drive to get coffee, though. I'm just going to flip that out there. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we've put a lot of trust in him. So that's, you know, it's also a fun process, too. Um, yeah, he's just getting as long going, as you get iced but... coffee, like it's fine. Though. Like, <laughs> I mean, if you get, you know, a macchiato, like that's going to be room temperature by the time you get it anyway. All right. <laughs> no, we can't be, we can't be paying for those road trips for him to bring us coffee. So he's, he's out yeah. there doing, doing what we're doing. So yeah. yeah. Hustling. Yeah, no, I saw like, and it really seems like in the past. Yeah. I mean, it's more or less been the past calendar year of really blown up and grown outward so at what point did you kind of feel like it was clicking and you had the you know resources to expand and I guess as a secondary question of that do you kind of feel like in some ways it's just like you're falling forward all the time just with the expansion because I know talking to other people and other endeavors like once you get that ball rolling sometimes it's like all right well you just gotta keep rolling with it until you you know as long as you can yeah the first part you said like when did we feel it start clicking or you know we could do it i i think the second part is better we're falling forward right like I don't, yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah it doesn't ever feel like we're doing anything right but then we're able to look back and we can see you know solid sales numbers and stuff that justifies our you know efforts um yeah. But, you know, it's, it's just like 
you know, this is our first time ever doing anything like this. Uh, we have no experience marketing a brand, building a brand. Uh, so yeah, we, I mean, it's, it just is a learning process. We're always questioning, you know, if we're doing it properly and stuff. So. Right. Yeah. And I mean, clearly you gotta be doing something right, you know, like, cause if, you know, if it wasn't hitting, then, you know, not for nothing, wouldn't be going anywhere. Right. You know, right. If, if it was a flop, then, you know, you, you kind of like, I think what's the statistic. It's like most small businesses fail within like a year or like 18 months or something like that. Yeah, definitely. I think, uh, one person told me Kevin O'Leary has a saying that if it's not profitable within five years, take it out back and shoot it. I like that one. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. There's something to like, I mean, if you have enough, like, passion and capital to a certain sense like i mean you can limp along a failing business for a long time and not going to get yeah. into like specific you know dollars and cents because i'm sure a big part of it right now is like i know this is true for me and probably true for you guys to some extent but a good chunk of any money you're making is going back into the product you know getting it out like doing more marketing doing events you know pushing it more so it's just this like get money, spend money, get money, spend money. So it's hard to see some of those like net dividends from it, but it, it, you're doing something right. You know? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, we aren't definitely are not me and Mitch have not taken a dollar from the company. If, you know, if that's one specific we can get into, but you're, yeah. you're exactly right. You know, any money that we make is pretty much spent right back into it. <laughs> Marketing sure, sure, sure. or whatever. So I guess let's get into it a little bit. Now we were talking before we started recording. So originally you guys were a three-piece band and now down to a two-piece. So if you don't mind, do you want to get into, I guess, what happened between, you know, your other co-founder and how things have been going since the departure? Yeah, I mean, it was, I guess, pretty simply, we reached that point of, being ready to expand outside of Erie. And we knew, yeah. you know, the writing on the wall, we we're, we we're gonna have to put all of our time into this. Mm -hmm. um, and Nick just made the decision to stay with his family business. I don't think anyone, me and Mitch don't blame him, but I don't think anyone would blame him. Um, but it is shitty, sure. you know, when you're a startup and you lose yeah. a 30, 30 year help. But yeah. yeah, I mean, it's really nothing we can do about that, so. Right, yeah, and that's true, like, across all sorts like you know businesses i do see it a lot you know in this line of work in podcasting where it's like you know you'll have like a host and maybe two co-hosts and then at some point you know like one or both of them will kind of fall off because that's with anything like if you're into a passion project it can sometimes be more of a grind than some people sign up for you know it's a lot yeah of work and sacrifice that goes into that and sometimes the ends don't necessarily justify the means like you're doing it out of passion for what you're doing like you think what you're doing is gonna hit you know right and for lots of people and i don't fault anyone for this like life gets in the way of that sometimes you know and yeah i mean you don't blame them. I don't think anyone would blame anyone for making a decision that's best for them. But does it suck? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, it's a good way to put it. So especially with, you know, being a founder. So I did talk, you know, with Mitch and Nick the last time on, but I want to hear your side of the story. So give me a quick rundown of what made you want to get into, I guess, a protein alcohol beverage and how did you like what was your creative process or like how did you wrap around you know trying to make it into a real business by the way i am repping the product today obviously got the shirt on we got a a couple decorations in the back and a very fresh uh orange county nice. as per Same. advertising oh, oh. <laughs> there we go yeah. yeah orange county it's the shit um, yeah so yeah, why don't you walk me through a little bit of what the inception of, I guess, protocol was for you? Yeah, yeah, I guess, uh, yeah, my point of view, uh, graduating in 2020 during COVID, uh, is me and Ooh, Mitch. How was that? Yeah, 
Yeah, it was, it was literally just like, I mean, online classes were a joke. I, I think I played Call of Duty during most of my <laughs> Zoom classes um, or slept. But then, like, other than that, I like me and Mitch would just get together at this random field by our house and just like work out for like two to three hours. Um, and it was like that for like two, three months. And it was, I don't know, we talked a lot and, you know, businesses came up and stuff. And I know Mitch was dead set. I'm trying to figure out a, a business to start on his own. I was kind of just like, you know, into like side projects or whatever. Um, but then I, I graduated with an engineering degree, did not have a job lined up. So I kind of just like, oh. was like, you know, fuck it. We'll, we'll try a, I'll try a business with you, Mitch. And um, yeah, he was the one what with the idea. Some of the failed business ideas. I want to hear those. Yeah, it was, there was a couple nights uh, we took calls at like 3, 4 a.m. with like, uh, indian coders like because that was their time zone um so <laughs> okay. like yeah working on like developing like random like apps and I, the big thing was uh decentralized stuff at the you know back in yeah. 2020 so we were like yeah. trying to apply blockchain. that to, like right we we're trying to apply blockchain to like problems that didn't need blockchain so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. stuff like that uh but yeah we just i once we kind of like went through that creative process of like all those, you know, you know, grandiose ideas kind of landed on this as like the most simple thing we can put together and run with as a business. But we had no idea what we we're getting into at the time. I will say right. it's a whole nother perspective now that we're fighting for shelf space and like huge retailers and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I th like you're saying it's the simplest thing, but like I, could not ever like i even remember when i saw the billboards up and this was before you guys even had a product out yeah and i talked about it on one of the earliest episodes we did like i just talked about it just how you know both interesting and bizarre the idea is but like, <laughs> i wouldn't even like i this this is a shit show up here like i mean this <laughs> this hamster is just on ketamine and just running all the time um but I couldn't, I, I never, I never would have thought of that. So I think like, what, how, how did you, <laughs> like, how is that to be like, this is the simplest solution. It's like, you couldn't have done just like a summer shandy, like everyone else. Like, why, why did you pick? That? Yeah, that, that was, yeah, we actually didn't, we wanted to do the total opposite of launch, like another seltzer or beer. Um, wanted something, I mean, I don't know, we just thought the, industry is prime for disruption um and we hadn't seen this done before we knew working out and we knew drinking so <laughs> kind of yeah. tried to bring the world together yeah, yeah. That for <laughs> right sure. um so you got the idea and like talking you know with mitch last time it seemed like it was just a lot of trial and error at first as far as just getting the i don't know the formula right so i guess with you having a bit of an engineering background were like did you find the i guess kind of troubleshooting problem solving with it did you find that like challenging or interesting or was it mostly frustrating that's a good question actually um <clears throat> yeah i think we in the early days nick also had an engineering background i think we overanalyzed a lot because of that mm. <laughs> um yeah. Cause it's, I mean, like when I say simple, like we're not like, you know, we're not solving engineering problems. We're just like, what's the best way to like put a face to the brand almost is, is like sure. kind of our problem, you know? Um, and I think, yeah, I think that probably did bite us in the ass in the early days was overanalyzing. So I think that's yeah. something we've gotten away from, which has been good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think like you can get into the paralysis by analysis pretty easily, you know? especially yeah. when you're creating something like really brand spanking new but it's it's kind of like you're almost making the chocolate chip cookie of the drinking world it's like when the chocolate chip cookie was invented like chocolate chips have been around and cookies have been <laughs> around but no one thought you're like why don't we just put that together so it's like yeah obviously protein in the like whey protein powder form has been around for a long time and alcohol 
it's kind of been around for a longer time. So I, it's like the, the marriage there is interesting, but it's not like, it's, I don't know. I'm trying to think it's like, what's an interesting marriage. I, I should probably have a really good joke lined up for this, but <laughs> I, can't, I can't think, you know, it's like Flava yeah. Flav and, you know, whatever that big white woman he married, her name was. I'm not sure, but yeah. I don't know. What I'm you older than about? you, so. <laughs> <laughs> talking about rappers, I've uh, been watching uh, Dave, so Lil Dicky and pretty much anyone he raps with. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it could sure. be a, could be an odd marriage. I tell you, like, you want to talk about someone having success kind of in spite of their I don't know, demeanor and appearance. Like it's <laughs> right. definitely Lil Dicky for sure. Like yeah. it almost seems like it would be like because I mean I love hip hop, but it it's like it would be a joke, but it's not like I, the dude can fuck these yeah. guys' skills. Like he's got bars and people in the industry see it too. So yeah, yeah. I mean Dave's Dave's a killer show. So yeah, I think uh he could be an example of overanalyzing sometimes, you know. Oh, for sure. For <laughs> like sure. Like his I mean, brand and everything. The, yeah, that's just the the Jewish nature, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's fine. We got it. We got it. So obviously, product incepts, and you were just pretty much in the Northwest PA region for, I mean, what about a year, right? Yeah, it's like nine months, or yeah, it was about eight nine months. Yeah. So, was the goal always to get expanding to where you are now? Do you think you're like on track as far as like? your business plan going is it you know going slower than you wanted is it going faster than you wanted where is that as far as the you know growth process yeah it's another good question it's a hard answer i probably i I am i am a (laughs) skilled interviewer yeah i think uh on track i would say is you know a good way to put it um you know we were talking about making money earlier you know um and kevin o'leary says if we're not profitable in three more years then we should kill it um so to get to profitability we need you know scale um so you know that that comes with more sales in our current territory and then expanding outside of it um but we don't have you know we're also balancing not having the resources to attack or or expand you know outside of our current territory so can you maybe get into that a little bit because i know for a long time supply chain has been an issue across multiple businesses so did you run into any hiccups with that uh yeah i mean the first i'd say couple production runs um shipping was more expensive that was definitely a fact um so i ate Bro, into I bought our money stamps they're fucking <laughs> stamps are 60 cents a piece now I'm like yeah <laughs> what the fuck happened like i remember people were pissed when they went to 40 like right. <laughs> just wild but um, yeah, I mean, the shipping has definitely come down. Um, you know, suppliers are able to work with on price and stuff now. Now that we've worked with them past the you know, first couple of runs. Sure. Um, so yeah, we're reaching the point of making a little bit of money when we sell product, but then, you know, that's not accounting for all of our expenses outside of making the product. Um, so yeah, I mean, we're always, we're, we are on like the fundraising trail. Um, and a part of that is our honeycomb campaign, um, where anyone can invest for, yeah, I guess twelve more days from the fourteenth. So twenty sixth is the last day of June. Sure. Yeah. So let's let's dive into that a little bit. So you do have like I, I guess crowdfunding. I guess would be the best term for it. So yeah. why don't you walk me through like what made you want to get into crowdfunding and how is the campaign going so far? Uh, no complaints with uh, how the campaign's going so far. Um, reason we got into it, I mean, real actually it was interesting. I guess uh, Honeycomb reached out to us. Um, yeah. They're a local Pittsburgh company, so that was also kind of a nice feature. But they, uh, yeah, they pretty much you know laid it out to us. Like you, I mean, they have the capability in the relationship with the SEC, I guess, or whatever they need to have set up with the SEC to yeah. offer you know, a startup to sell equity to anyone, which typically nice. you cannot do. Like, yeah, I could, I could not take a, someone that's not an accredited investor, which they'd have to be making 
a million dollars a year or something crazy um, to invest, you know, even a hundred bucks in a startup. So it was just like an interesting concept. Um, It is cool to like, kind of like open it up to whoever wants a piece of the pie for a little bit. Um, We're able to do that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think like just historically, I'm saying historically, like it's been a long time, but with Kickstarter for as long as it's been around, like, I mean, there's been some massively successful crowdfunding campaigns through there. And I think it's a good way to make something reachable that's not reachable for a lot of people like you can have stocks and things like that and you can like kind of feel a part of something but it's different when you actually like i'm giving you money and here is going to be the tangible turnaround of you know what that investment is most people don't see that it's all just you know if you're in the stocks or options or whatever it's you know just like dividends on a quarterly report right if you're best if you're investing in tesla like you aren't expecting a new Tesla model. You're just expecting to make money on your Tesla stock, right? But for Kickstarters or, you know, any crowdfunding, it's, you want to see the thing lift off the ground. You know, you want to, you know, want to see the derby cart get built. Right. Yeah. Um, It's a good way to put it. You know, we're, every time we expand into a new state or, you know, have a more juicy sales numbers to share, you know, people that, put a hundred bucks in or whatever get the feel a part of it so sure sure and i mean to be fair you expanded it to ohio and they're all drunks at best so (laughs) i mean should be killer numbers out of there just like just set up exclusively in toledo and dayton and cincinnati (laughs) and you're good you'll be profitable literally in 90 minutes like i promise yeah like god have you ever been to dayton like jesus i i went to that's where i went to school Oh, so you've been to Dayton, so <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> I, I'm uh, intimately aware with the, the city of Dayton. <laughs> You're like, no, 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 I know. <laughs> Woof. Why, why Dayton? Like, I'm just going to rabbit trail this. Like, what is, um, yeah, I mean, got a good basketball team, but I mean, shit, dog. Like, I've been to Dayton. Like, I. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was uh, just I knew some people in the year above me in high school. I went there and liked it, so. It's kind of just like yeah. where I ended up. I mean, like, were they really into like heroin or something? Because, <laughs> you know, I mean, got lots of cool hey, shit there. But yeah, the, the student neighborhood they call the ghetto. Um, mm. It's 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 fun. It's all just college <laughs> kids drinking till yeah. four in the morning. So, <laughs> yeah. And that's something now. OK, I'm going to have a question to piggyback that. But I want to show you my preferred way to drink protocol now okay the one complaint i do have about the beverages is just a personal complaint it's not bubbly enough so okay it's not bubbly at all so (laughs) yeah yeah i mean yeah it's it's not yeah it's not it's it's just a beverage so what i like to do is i will pour a little just a little drinky poo and take some make sure i get the label right some non-descript lemon lime carbonated <laughs> beverage nice and top it off right there yeah and i think it tastes just like a little orange julius and i am all about it right and that's a you know good way to not pound an eight percent drink in under five minutes well yeah i mean i'm also a millennial so we hate ourselves and <laughs> you know drink natty daddies for fun anyway um so Okay, rabbit trail for that. Have you ever considered like mixology cocktails with protocol? Because I think that would be adorable. We, uh, yeah, um, I haven't pursued it like a whole lot. Talked to a couple bars to try to do it, but like a pina you know, colada with pineapple right. pump. I mean, come on. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's something we should you know, probably try a little bit harder at. Um, but, you know, I guess to your point of adding uh, nondescript lemon lime drinks here protocol i did get like a, a college bar um down here in pittsburgh to do like protocol sodas um oh, okay nice. i'm try- like my my grand idea is to compete with they have two dollar well drinks um so they're doing like protocol sodas for 350 but you're getting a little bit more than a shot 
and then you also get some protein for a dollar fifty. But you know, yeah. like I like I said, very competitive market we're in. So still working on it. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Um, I had a point I was gonna make and I fucking lost it, but it's okay. Um, <laughs> so just to recap, you have the crowdfunding campaign. Um, it's through Honeycomb and it's running until June. 26 so if someone wanted to sign up for that or donate where would they go to uh yeah best place just go to our social media we've changed all our link and bios to that um yep. or you could just go to the honeycomb site i believe it's just honeycomb.com um invest.honeycombcredit.com you'll find us you can invest as little as a hundred dollars so now is it do you have tiered like donation amounts for that or how does it work like so yeah uh you're signing up for a, a safe agreement it's called it's a safe stands for simple agreement for future equity um so we are not putting a price on our shares um for this campaign but when we do sell our shares for a price a certain price all the You'll money that right the, the money that was invested in honeycomb will convert at that share price at a 20% discount though. So you know, we're trying to, oh. you know, make sure that we're being fair to people that get in early. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, definitely want to get in early on that and yeah, be sure guys to check all that out on their social and website as well and sign up while you can. So I talked about this last time and I, I'm guessing it hasn't gone anywhere, but do we have any new flavors in the works? Because we yeah. still got the classic three. So you, you got to tease me something here. Who Who's in the lab? What, what are we working on? Yeah, so we are working with the same lab that developed these three flavors for a fourth flavor. Um, I don't think I should say what it is. Um, I can probably just tell you off air, but okay, <laughs> it should be fun. Like um, hopefully we can get it out before the end of the summer. Um, we are if it's a blue raspberry flavor. I want a finder's fee for it. Okay. It was, it was not that I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> but, but, uh, we, yeah, we're, we're heading into like the final, you know, parts of the development. So. Yeah. Cool. Well, so you said, hopefully this summer it will be out or. You're right. I'm, ho I'm hoping by the end of this summer, we can get it into some stores. Nice. Awesome. Uh, so I did remember the point I wanted to get to. So as far as a lot of the marketing that I've seen, it really is geared to the college campus, college audience. And I think that's a great thing, but I'm kind of wondering, like for summer a little bit in a weird way, does it hurt you? Because most campuses, you know, are kind of ghost towns from right. now until, you know, August. So what does that look like as far as, some of the summer promotion because like i'm sh like during football season i mean you guys are killing it tailgating for right. like you know the big inflatable and everything like shotgun and protocols like i mean that's just a good fucking time but for summer you know a lot of partying anyway but not too much college partying so how is that kind of going for you yeah uh, when i mentioned earlier of um you know figuring out where to put our time and resources um it is in just like those college centric um, areas just because it's the highest concentration of people that will work out and drink. Um, sure. but you know, I mean, like pretty much everyone, I mean, there's, there's, there's no age to a person that works out and drinks. So we are able, we do 21. have like a, 21 yes, is the correct. Age. 21 and <laughs> 21 and there's no cap is what I meant by that. Um, <laughs> um, so like, yeah, we have seen like quite a wide consumer base. Um, it's just it is it does prove harder to reach them when there isn't that um you know really high concentration in like a college area sure um, yeah. like i'm just thinking you know like state college you know like for sure obviously tons of people during the school year but like once you get you know like between may and august like not that it's a ghost town but it's like i mean state college ain't a big place inherently right yeah no we've uh pretty much just like have been putting you know, the time that we have that would have been at those campuses, campus areas and uh, gyms or, uh, you know, whatever fitness events we can uh, get our hands on. 
Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, I think like there is definitely a cross section for that because I mean, I'm just thinking about like every like tough mutter or you know beast on the bay or any like runs or things like that there's always like the beer tent at the end but right. you know yeah that could definitely be an opportunity for you guys for sure yeah uh, another nice thing about summer is there's a lot of beer fests um yeah so for sure we've we've been we try to get into those as well uh and we have the most catching advertising at these beer fests no offense to any breweries but when we have like a a pop-up i don't know that... i think bud light kind of has you beat right now gonna, <laughs> yeah know. yeah fair enough uh, <laughs> we have a pop-up tent that just says protein and alcohol and it's just like you know someone's never been introduced to this before which you know 90 percent of the our distribution area no one's heard of this sure. uh it's just like mind-blowing and they have to go try it so we will be at the eerie beer in the bay so you'll have to come see us there oh nice um that's what july yeah july 22nd yeah it's the end of july so okay yeah no, time. Dope. for sure so follow-up to that has it been has it been accepting being in the i guess beer community because like i know there's a lot of disdain among <laughs> like microbrews and seltzers i wasn't sure if you yeah. guys kind of caught some of that flack as well uh you know i guess to my face no uh behind closed are, doors yeah, maybe yeah i've actually haven't heard of anything but uh yeah actually we were next to voodoo i was next to voodoo brewing at the last one i did and they gave me a uh, about 12 free uh ipas to bring home and so. you crushed all of them yeah like i think i have like four left man you are <laughs> So yeah, everyone's everyone's always super cool at those, and usually very drunk by the end. So <laughs> yeah, no, that's 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 the way to do it. Yeah, I think when you have this is true for like businesses or any creative endeavor. Like the more you can let people in and not be gatekeepery and try to lift people up, like the more success you can bring others. Like I feel like that's just good karma and it's going to work out for you. Like, yeah, it's real easy to gatekeep or put down or say no or whatever, but like, what's wrong with saying yes? Like, yes, my thing's cool. And your thing's cool too. Like I know for this space, like sometimes right, wrong or indifferently, like media, comedy, podcasting, anything internet related can be a really catty toxic space but i've been very fortunate for the vast majority of people i've interacted with has been very positive and supportive and i think you know the more we have of that that everyone kind of wins yeah no i love there's you know handful of people we work with yeah i probably more than a handful um you know it's just you know we cross promote and i love it you know and we're all in it yeah. together no for sure for sure so obviously you know with kevin o'leary is not profitable in five years to you know old yeller it you guys <laughs> are two and change in now correct yeah i guess you know we're i guess a year and a half in from you know selling product yeah, yeah. um so, so what do you have if anything planned for let's say the next one to three years uh just uh you know you know with that honeycomb campaign and like a you know bigger fundraising um push is you know we just need to like one you know first step step up our marketing um in mm -hmm. our current territory because uh, even in area i you know i'd i'd bet if you talk to a random person they might not have heard of this so it's just really, really hard to uh, educate our consumers and, you know, people are trying to target. Um, so that's step number one, step up marketing in our current territory. And then once we feel comfortable, start stepping outside of uh, and getting more distribution outlets. Um, and, uh, you know, we seem to be doing pretty well off the off the rip here in Kroger. Um, in Kroger. Wow, nice. 
yeah, if Kroger, you know, wants to expand us in their network, you know, that's something we'll also have to buckle down and make sure we can deliver. Hell yeah. No, yeah, that'd be, I mean, yeah, Kroger's a big chain. So, I mean, get that worked out. That'd be awesome. It's huge, yeah. For sure, for sure. So, all right, Josh. Well, we are getting to the point that we are getting close to wrapping. But for those that are familiar with this program, I like to end every episode with a game. Now, I wasn't sure where I wanted to go with this, but I'm thinking it's summertime and right, wrong, or indifferently, there is kind of an association between, you know, the white boy summer, the bro code, and all the drinking going on. So I have prepared for you a list of, I guess, is it, bro or no as far as some bro things some different okay. broisms so, so so i'm just answering bro or no here yeah i'm saying i was trying okay i try to be cute with it sometimes so i like I, it <laughs> normally it would be like overrated underrated yes or no so i'm gonna go bro or no i like it because you know i get paid for puns i guess <laughs> not sure at this point um, so I'm going to get this shit pulled up because I love technology. Uh, daddy. Okay. So this is a list of the top 10 most bro things. So Josh, you ready to play? Let's do it. All right. So for all these, it's going to be bro or no. If you think it is definitely a broism, bro. If it is some whack shit, then no. So this list comes from ranker.com. I'm just going to go starting at number one. We're going to work our way down to number 10. You can let me know if it is bro or no. So number one, bro or no, won't go out unless you have your wingman. Uh, yeah, I'll, I would say that's a, a bro, but also, you know, you're kind of soft. Right. Like, <laughs> I get want and have your boys around, but like, if especially if you're going out with the purpose of, oh, what's the most polite way with this? Some ditching your uh, bro. Sure. Yeah. Some interpersonal <laughs> exchanges, as they were. Um, like, do you need a wingman? You know, I don't know. I think there's something to be said. Like, if you're confident enough in yourself, then you don't need a wingman. Now, my co-host, who is not here, I am the best wingman for him of all time. Now, he's happily <laughs> married, so you know, no need for that now. But uh, you're retired. I, yeah, 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 yeah. Hung up, hung up the gloves. Um, but yeah, I I wingman for him a lot, and uh, he tried to wingman for me, but um. Well, shit, he was horrible at it. Like, I mean, like, I, I'm better off, you know, Tom Cruise mavericking it myself out there because, yeah. like, dog, you ain't helping me. <laughs> Plus, like, it's normally he only gets confident if he gets, like, shitty, shitty drunk, and then he ends up <laughs> So it's just, it's a rough time. Now, I kind of, you know, hung up the gloves as well. I'm, I'm happily in a relationship um, well over a year, you know, got our mixed family together so i do not need a wingman anymore as well but i think if you want to go out like it's cool to have your bros along but don't necessarily need them number two insists on shots when nobody wants them who man i i think i'm getting a little like age barrier here because you know like two years ago i'd say it's pretty bro but now I just think you're like, you suck if you do that. Yeah. <laughs> no. Like I, yeah, it's cool when you're like, I don't know, 21, 22, 23, yeah. whatever. But like, I'm in my mid thirties. Like if you're telling me to get shots, like, A, <laughs> I want to be in bed by 930. You can go get fucked and B, uh, my hangovers at this point, like, I don't know the best way to describe it, but it feels like 
my insides are just razors just everywhere at a certain point and Ugh. it's not worth it like, yeah so something you have to look forward to and also things hurting that you didn't think would hurt like i had a hangover the what was it sunday from saturday night and um, my hamstrings hurt for some reason i didn't do oh. anything athletic that would cause <laughs> you know hamstring cramps um but yeah that's um that's drinking doing like, in your thirties, people. Doing like somersaults in your sleep. Right. No. Yeah. I uh no, I wasn't. I was just running <laughs> from the demons, basically. Yeah, they, that might happen, yeah. Yeah. So if you're if you're forcing shots on someone, like if it's like, you know, whatever, like it's gotta be a good reason. Twenty one, like, yeah, go for it. Or like, yeah. If it's a you know, bachelor party or, right. you know, some sort of event. Like, okay, like, I mean, I'm not opposed to doing shots, but like, if someone's like, oh, come on, do fireball. Also, like, fireball, I'm not a huge fucking fan of, but for some reason, like, that's the go-to for right. a lot of fucking people is fireball. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not <laughs> going to do that. Now, uh, if I'm really hating myself, then... You know, I'll, I'll take some tequila down for sure. I mean, that's it's got to be a lot of, you know, 1990s built up self-loathing there, <laughs> you know. And uh, yeah, if I'm feeling it, the existential dread, you know, the student loans are bearing down on me. Uh, like, yeah. Inflation's going up. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to gonna see if see if we can make these feelings not feel so much. So, <laughs> take but, a tequila. Yeah, it's a good ad. Yeah, I mean, that's that is the <laughs> that's the shortest way to get from a to b you know what i'm saying like yeah. if you're really doing a shot like you can have the fun whatever fireballs or green tea shots or yeah i fucking hate jaeger though too i mean jaeger makes me want to have diarrhea that's not i'm not a fan of that <laughs> i think fireball like, makes me want to you know do that yeah fireball <laughs> yeah and that's a spicy diarrhea too so yeah, like, yeah. don't it's need good... that but if you if you uh if you want to get you know want to get a little extra with it then tequila or like i think mm. what else do you shoot really that's just like a plain hard liquor because like if you're shooting yeah. vodka, like yeah, you're either a, eastern european <laughs> or a sociopath like that's you know that's i've all never that. ordered a vodka shot but for some reason when you started talking about that i thought of vodka and then that's why i cringed <laughs> yeah it's like oh <laughs> You see someone like, yeah, I'd like a, a shot of gin. You're like, yeah. Christ, like yeah. who hurt you? Like, just fucking pine salt. I do like a gin and tonic, though. If I'm going to order a cocktail, like, for me personally, gin and tonic or vodka soda, is it? Whiskey sours I sometimes get, but. Oh, yeah. You know, I never, because I do like a whiskey sour, and I never really think to get a whiskey sour. Although yeah. sometimes they don't get the sour mix quite right, and then you're just kind yeah. of like yes sometimes it's too sour <laughs> yeah it's just like it's like a warhead you're just like yeah oh, just, <laughs> you know just balance out the whiskey like make me deal with it all right bro or no bragging about sexual conquests <sighs> yeah i mean oh, it's bro, bro it's definitely bro <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't get as much of those conversations anymore but <laughs> yeah like i will do a lot of kind of sexual humor, sexually based jokes, but it's more in a comical, like self-deprecating way. But right. like, if you're actually like talking about the ten you banged, which was <laughs> definitely a six at best, like right. you need to, you know, hold your horse, kid. <laughs> right. So now, I mean, with that being said, I don't think. I don't think there's anything wrong with sex stories, but you have to kind of be a good storyteller. You know what I'm saying? There's so yeah. many people that like, they might have a good story, but if you can't tell a good story, then like, shut up. Don't fucking talk. Uh, I think the my least favorite is like, when you get like uh, a text about it, it's like, yeah. you didn't really need to like, text me this. <laughs> yeah. You're like, this is a lot of unwanted information. <laughs> and like, the visuals too are not like it's 9 15 in the morning like right I don't, 
like your 4 a.m. text that you just sent. Uh, like, what am I supposed to respond? Like, congrats. I don't know. <laughs> You're like, I'm glad she put a vibrator on your taint. Wonderful <laughs> for you. But, you know, I I have to go to work. In the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking animal. All right. Bro or no? The general greeting of sup, bro. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a bro move. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You know, interact like uh, marketing to college students still get a lot of that, but yeah, stuff, bro. <laughs> You're like, hi, uh, I'm a business owner. Um, you can Sorry. wear a shirt with a collar, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm there for it. I'm standing in a beer store specifically for those interactions, I guess. So, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I mean, you're going to get it now. It's going to be, I'm sure, at some point the vernacular is going to change but to what i don't know like just over time like whatever the greeting or how you describe stuff like it just changes and i think part of especially with how much internet and social media is out there like i like am just getting caught up to like riz now you know and like <laughs> i feel fucking old saying that like yeah. i'm not that old but i'm like i can't i can't keep up i can't follow yeah. please just and i get why old people are the way old people are because i'm like at a certain point you're like fuck it i don't care i'm just gonna go like watch bonanza and listen to you know frank sinatra and drink black coffee because like i can't fuck it right. i don't care yeah, social media is is a whole new world, I guess. It's a, you gift, know, then, a gift and a curse. Yeah, I mean, you could, you know, walk around anywhere you are, and that is nothing like social media. So, yeah, <laughs> talk to anyone, yeah. they will have for sure. <laughs> yeah, could you imagine if we talked the way you talk on like Instagram <laughs> and TikTok? Like, yeah. what a disjointed fucking society that would be. Yeah. Sheesh. Oh yeah yeah um is it bro or no talking about how wasted you got last night yeah that's definitely a definitely a bro thing that's, I, actually that's, that's a pro bro move yeah i guess uh you know play devil's advocate here i feel like uh girls do that a lot too so oh my god i was so <laughs> fucked up and you know they talk about how they had tequila my heels <laughs> shouldn't have taken yeah. those two tequila shots so yeah does that make them bros or does, you know, does that make it not? Oh, bro? you can be a lady know. bro for sure. You, <laughs> there's definitely, there's definitely lady bros out okay. there. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yep. Well, we'll stick with bro then. We'll claim yeah, that I one. Mean, we'll claim that one. Like <laughs> stamping our flag. <laughs> yeah. Like if you have to talk about like how drunk you got at whatever, whatever and especially like i've seen stuff on like especially instagram like the next day hangover stories it's like grow the fuck up just <laughs> have some gatorade and ibuprofen and go about your fucking day like hair the dog it drink a protocol get to the fucking yeah gym. you know what yeah. i'm saying yeah. like be a man who's right. gonna carry the boats <laughs> you just yeah there's, there's like two social media references right there you're on top of it yeah <laughs> who's gonna carry the boat <laughs> lightweight baby <laughs> i fucking god could you imagine if protocol came out in the early 2000s like ronnie coleman would be yours oh my god yeah he drank not ronnie coleman now like god have you seen ronnie coleman like i mean honestly i love uh... strength sports and ronnie coleman like not that you know he was into bodybuilding i like you know right like, strong man and powerlifting. but i mean ronnie coleman is definitely a fucking idol i mean just seeing him put these massive massive numbers up but i mean i just feel so bad like he is like 18 back surgeries and that is yeah. replaced like four times like god man like yeah that's what that's happens to those one. guys it sucks oh for sure for sure yeah. yeah i mean it's either you know if you can make it out of you know and like i could get into you know as far as like talking about you know like gear and strength sports like until the day is long but like if you're going to put your body through that for the love of what you're doing like sometimes you gotta pay the piper for that and you know 
sometimes that's the fee. Yeah, so. right. Yeah, you I mean, know, I it, guess this it, with any sport, any any high level sport you're in. Sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's true. You know, like especially you look at football, definitely any strength sport for sure. Boxing, a hundred percent. I mean, yeah, like no. those guys guess, just get fucked up. Swimming, not so much. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, tennis golf yeah. you know like there's things that are, aren't going to be as detrimental to you long term but if you're doing like a physical contact sport right then yeah i mean you're yeah you're going to be paying the price for that for sure yeah hmm. here's a softball idea protocol could sponsor one of those power slap events oh <laughs> that would be cool have the table yeah. have the logo on it it'd be great that would be cool that's uh yeah so yeah. we're raising money for people. <laughs> I just want a finder's fee. Just a small one, you know. 10 to 15%. We can iron out the details later. Bro or no, loving to hear yourself talk. The guy that just loves talking about themselves. Uh, I'm going to say it's not bro. Because, yeah, you're, I would not be your bro. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> douchey. I, like, people that talk about themselves, like, too much i find annoying anyway but i'm sure you know people like this but they always have that story that they did but better right like, yeah. oh you did that but right, what right. i did you're like <laughs> okay shut come up. on like, like i, sh- I yeah, couldn't like, even finish my thought seriously <laughs> yeah. oh yeah but one time when i went to thailand i banged 30 thai hookers and 15 dicks <laughs> fucking dork Bro or no, making sure, supposedly, that you use Magnum condoms. I actually, uh, none of my friends have ever had that issue, or I've never heard that, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, um, I've never seen a Magnum condom in my life. I know they exist. I've seen them on the counter, but I've never, like, you know, (laughs) seen it out in the wild. Are you making a balloon animal with this? Like, what, (laughs) what the fuck? Like, yeah. Um. Yeah, the Magnum condom is kind of, it's a weird thing. So it if you're going to fill out a Magnum condom, like, I don't know if you've ever seen one, like, out of the package, but it's like, <laughs> see, both these have shit in them. It, it's like, the size it's of a like protocol that <laughs> big, yeah, it's like a t-ball baseball around, <laughs> and there's a bunch of latex in there, so Unless you have, I don't know, like a $5 foot long that you're carrying around, like regular latex will do 100% (laughs) of the time. It does stretch. That's what it's for. The Magnum condom is just a impractical marketing (laughs) thing. Like you could seriously put your fist up to your elbow in a Magnum condom. So is that, what's your take on that? Is that, is that a, have you had that happen with your bros? Or they brag about the, Magnum condoms? Like, yeah, like have it in the wallet, like getting money out, like, oh, oh okay. I need that for later. <laughs> it's like, shut up. You're going to, like, you're going to wear that on your head like a hat, you fucking nerd. <laughs> like, uh, trick is just don't use condoms. Gang, gang, son. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Get a girl that trusts you. for life. <laughs> yeah, right. Valtrex for life. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No herps. Um, bro or no? Axe body spray as the cologne. Man, what year was this article written? Uh, <laughs> um, Axe body spray. Uh, that's got to be a no. A thing. I, all right, so I'm going to alter that for too much cologne. Just too much, too cologne. much cologne. Yeah, I don't know. I think... Uh, I'm gonna go no. That's not, I mean that's not a very bro move. You're kind of uh, I think you're you're pushing past bro. Yeah, it's definitely offensive. Like I do <laughs> wear cologne, but it's just yeah. you know you got a little pop pop. Yeah, if you're like within like six inches of me, you know I want to smell good. But you know beyond that, yeah. it's a little sure. like I've impressive. walked by people. <laughs> in public outdoors and smelt their cologne from like 10 feet away i'm like hey man (laughs) 
like you're either homeless or <laughs> drive a Miata because I'm not sure <laughs> how you're living your life right now. Drive a Miata is a good way to put put that clientele. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Worst like I mean, I drive a Mazda. I fucking love my car. Um, but the Miata is the worst automobile decision you could possibly make whatsoever. Or Mini Coupe. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm uh, ooh, which is worse, a Mini Cooper <laughs> or a Miata. Hmm. I get offended mm-hmm. when I see the Mini Coupes. You're just like, who are you? <laughs> I get offended when I see the Subaru Impreza, like WRXs, like <laughs> oh, really? racers, and yeah. there's a bunch of stickers on them. It's like it snows six months out of the year here. Like, what are like? You're not off-roading anywhere. Like, yeah. you're putting chains on your shit, or like, you're driving your dad's F-150. Like, I mean, come fuck on. There is. Uh... People might not know, but there is a weird corners of the internet where there's Subaru cults, depending on which Subaru they own. <laughs> yeah, and they, if it's Outback, like they shop at LL Bean and wear Birkenstock. So, yeah, keep an eye out, like out in the wilderness. They'll do like rides together. You know, see like twenty WRXs. <laughs> yeah, and I, I don't want to be a part of that cult. <laughs> like, I'd rather fucking join the Manson family. Like, <laughs> like rather catch a couple bodies yeah Yeah, like yeah um bro or no giving out tickets to the gun show man i haven't seen that one in since middle school uh yeah yeah or someone flexing in a bathroom mirror (laughs) Hmm. also i mean i don't know why i haven't seen that because like i feel like that happens at the gym but uh See, okay, it's different if someone's posing at the gym. Like, if that, right. I mean, sometimes it's different. Sometimes you see people posing and it's like black sweatpants and a wife beater. And it's like, shut up. Like, you're not, don't, don't do that. Like, you can kind of tell the ones that, you know, it's like, okay, you're actually going through your routine and others are just taking advantage yeah. of the lighting. It's like, slowly roll. Um, but no, just like out in the wild, see right. someone like doing the, you know, front double yeah. bicep. You're you're probably crazy or homeless if you're just like flexing or like a crackhead, you know, just on the streets flexing. Sure. Yeah. Well <laughs> Yeah. So I'll just have your now. pants around your ankles, just shit stain <laughs> underwear. <laughs> but, nah. oh, Hogan. <laughs> All right. Last but not least, bro or no, driving a lifted truck. Ooh. Ooh, hot take daddy. <laughs> Hmm, that's a tough one. I think I'm gonna have to go bro. I mean, it's a different kind of bro. It's like a different breed of bro than I was imagining. Sure. But yeah, I'd... especially if you have an American and Confederate flag, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, you know, like smokestack on it, you're like, bro, uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> too much, too, too, too much. Yeah, like I, right wrong or indifferently i think this is true for a lot of people like when i see that i instantly think that person has to have a small penis and i know it's <laughs> like they you know they may or may not it's not contingent on the vehicle there could be any number of reasons that you want to have a lifted truck none of which i am privy to but it is just the stereotype that plays <laughs> in my head i'm like you yeah. have to have a micro penis and i'm not even talking like a small penis i'm talking like you know, like end of a thumb, like sitting on top of two kiwis, like a microcock. And now, is that true? Again, probably not. But sometimes, mathematically, it has to be true. So, yeah, I mean, I think uh, probably for all of us, our stereotypes were defined by our parents. And I vividly remember my parents. Anytime anyone with a loud truck or anything was like, "Oh, they're overcompensating," <laughs> was their line. <laughs> yeah. So it's been hammered like, in my what head. What does that mean? <laughs> and like. Your dad's like, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Ask your brother about it. Never mind. <laughs> oh, shoot. All right. Um, Josh, thank you so much for joining me today. Before I let you go, one more time, let the people know where they can find you at. Yeah, social media, just protocol beverage. Um, it's spelled T-O-C-H-O-L beverage. P-R-O-T-O. Anyway, um, protocolbeverage.com. And yeah, check out our Honeycomb site. Um, you can uh, become an owner of our company and it'd be awesome to have 
whoever join us, you know, on this journey. So me. Yeah, pretty much. You know, I'll be answering to shareholders very soon. (laughs) So very exciting. (laughs) Definitely wearing a shirt with a collar. So yeah, yeah, guys, be sure to give them like and a follow and be sure to check out on the website as well. Be sure to check out the honeycomb campaign as well. So if you got, you know, want to get in on the ground floor, I think it's a great investment opportunity for a startup business. So definitely check that out. I know it'll be closing June 26th, but get in there before it closes. And as always, guys, be sure to give us a like and follow as well. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram. We are at Jake Fingers Show. Just a reminder, we got new episodes coming out every other Thursday. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your content. So, Josh, first call beverage. I appreciate you.